Hi, I'm Jordan. And I'm Chris. We love film reboots. Uh, maybe some of them. I find your lack of faith disturbing. We love reboots so much, we've decided to make a podcast about them. You can do it! Every week, we'll dive into a different film and its reboot. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! We'll talk about the pros and the cons. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. And at the end, we'll decide if the reboot holds up. You have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. This is the Reboot Rewind. And welcome to another episode of the Reboot Rewind. I'm Chris. And I'm Jordan. So we are at New Year's Eve. It is New Year's Eve, and it's basically a, a week from... A week ago, it was Christmas, and it's weird how this, like, week between the two holidays feels. Like, it's, it's even if you have to work, it's not as busy, but there's not really much happening because it's that weird, awkward era. But, yeah, how, how was Christmas, Jordan? For me, Christmas was very, very nice. It was quiet, relaxing. Obviously, you know, I went out with uh, Delia. We went to Fogo de Chao. It's a uh, Brazilian restaurant where they pass all those meats around. Uh, it's... It's amazing. I think it's called a Chuchascaria. I can never pronounce the name of the restaurants. Yeah, we had a great time. Christmas Day, I just went over to see my parents. Other than that, yeah, Christmas was nice. It was quiet because of, you know, COVID. So we really couldn't be around too many people. What about for you, Chris? How was your Christmas? About the same, pretty quiet. I didn't really do anything. That's typically, you know, not abnormal for me. But it was nice. It's nice having the time off. And I was able to just kind of catch up on some shows I've I've, kind of been missing. Uh, But overall, it was great. Now, this week, it is our season finale of season four, and it's also the last episode of our holiday series of shows. So this week, we thought we ended off with Jingle All the Way. So we're going to be talking the Jingle All the Way that came out in 1996 and the remake from 2014. So I will go into some movie facts, and then we'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. So Jingle All the Way came out in 1996. It was directed by Bryant Lavin. It was produced by Chris Columbus, Mark Radcliffe, who, by the way, both of those producers also produced the Harry Potter films, and Michael Barnathan. It was written by Randy Cornfield, and it was distributed by 20th Century Fox. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, as Howard Langston, Sinbad as Myron Larrabee, Phil Hartman as Ted Maitland, Rita Wilson as Liz Langston, and Jake Lloyd, who you may know as Anakin from the Star Wars films as a little boy, plays Jamie Langston. Now, Jordan, let's over to you for the story. Mattress salesman Howard Langston is an avid workaholic. He's married to his wife, Liz, and they have a nine-year-old son named Jamie. But Howard never seems to find the time for Jamie and Liz. After missing Jamie's karate graduation, Howard wants to make it up by purchasing a popular action figure called Turbo Man. The problem is, it is almost impossible to find the Turbo Man action figure because they are practically sold out everywhere. Okay, so I'll start off by saying that this was a very wacky film, but I'm super uh, curious to hear, one, have you seen this before and what did you think? Yeah, so I have seen Jingle All the Way before when it first came out. I was not a fan when I first saw it as a kid. Chris, I've realized that there are just some films that that'll never, ever work for me. One of those movies is the disastrous, flat out awful, awful, just terrible Jingle All the Way. Oh my God, this movie was a piece of garbage. Growing up, Children of the 90s would consider this film to be a 
Christmas classic for some reason. I don't know what kind of Elmer's glue they were snorting, but this film sucked so bad back then, and it sucks now. And we all know that Arnold can't act, right? But he's been in a few decent comedies, such as Twins with Danny DeVito, Kindergarten Cop. I think everybody loves Kindergarten Cop, right? And everybody loves Twins. But Arnold is not funny. Sinbad, who I normally think is pretty funny, is annoying as hell. And Jake Lloyd, like you said, he's known for Anakin and that another terrible movie he was in was Star Wars, uh, The Phantom Menace. This was painful to me to watch. I And I'm watching this like, I can't believe most of my friends loved this movie growing up. And some people will still defend it today. And I don't know if you enjoyed it, Chris, but dude, this movie was horrifying. So this will be the last episode that you're on. No, I'm kidding. I love this movie. This is one of my this is one of my favorite Christmas movies from the 90s ever. And you know, there are things that I picked up watching it again after all this time that I didn't know it's the first time with which I will go into. But this again, I, I absolutely love this movie. I love the story. I love how wacky it is, how like it makes absolutely no sense. Okay, let me be very straightforward. Is this a good movie? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It is if, if you want to compare it to other movies out there that are better, that are well made, and you know are worthy of awards or whatnot. This does not come anywhere close to that. But for me, it brings a sense of nostalgia. Yes, the acting is bad, but there's something about it that like I really love it. You know, one of my really good friends, uh, Jonathan, who I believe listens to the show, uh, he and I used to watch this together as when we were. Uh, I think it was even in high school. And it was one of those things where like, it was a Christmas tradition and we would watch it randomly. We would quote the movie all the time. And it's one of my favorite Christmas movies in existence. So I'm really ashamed, not ashamed. I'm really disappointed that you did not like feel the same way. Uh, I understand your point of view. And like, you always say film is subjective, but just like die hard being a, being a Christmas movie. You're wrong. <laughs> I knew you were going to throw that in there. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Die hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a great action movie. It's probably arguably the greatest action movie ever made. I will defend that, but it's fun to have those discussions about die hard anyway. And I, listen, I understand why some people like it because I try to look at this movie through the eyes of a guilty pleasure. So, like, it's okay to, you know, to enjoy a movie through, you know, for guilty pleasure reasons. I get it. Like, you know, you like Spice World. I thought Spice World sucked. But, you know, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure. There's movies like Josie and the Pussycats. Horrible film, but it's a guilty pleasure. This one, I try to find something about it to enjoy. But, listen, I I, I have a few things that I did list that, that are a few pros. But, overall, the entire experience was was horrifying. And... And I love me some Arnold. Arnold's not a good actor. He's not a good actor. But we all love him as a Terminator. And he does have a few comedic chops. But here, dude, man, I, and Jake Lloyd, man, he's just, no wonder, no, I mean, nothing against him. He's a better actor than me. But there's the, there's a reason why he hasn't been in any other movies besides Star Wars and Jingle All the Way. Yeah, you know, I, I agree that, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is not the best actor in the world and, you know, very far from it. But if he finds himself in these roles where he doesn't need to be because everyone else is so is 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 good enough or the story is good enough or just like the overall comedy is good enough where, you know, was he the best actor in the film? Absolutely not. But again, I don't think he needs to be. And, you know, as we go through 
our notes and we go through the story, you know, we, we may touch on that, but I, I absolutely love this movie. It is not only a guilty pleasure, but I, you know, I think that there's a reason people defend this movie because it's, yeah, is it good? No, I don't think anyone will charge this movie with being a good movie, but that's not why I watch it. I watch it because I really enjoy it. It reminds me of Christmas and it's something I, you know, now should be watching every year along with the, along with the Christmas story. Which don't you? Yeah, you also hate that movie. It's like, do you hate Christmas, Jordan? Do you hate <laughs> no, Christmas? I love Christmas. I just hate bad movies. That's what I don't like. And that's the thing, man. This movie had it had a good idea. Like the overall premise is good. I'll give it that. Like you know, I was I was hoping that I was going to appreciate it. You know, with a new set of eyes because remember, I haven't seen this movie in at least twenty years. So this feels. It felt very, very fresh rewatching this movie, but Sinbad sucks, dude. And I like me some Sinbad, but he's horrible and he's not funny. He's overacted. He's desperately trying to be funny. He's not funny in here. And I think Phil Hartman, the late great Phil Hartman, may he rest in peace, was not funny. I thought the wife was bland. She had no personality. I didn't. I. I it's. It's just reminded me of. Uh, What's that movie? Uh, it reminded me of Hook a little bit because Arnold was not ba- he 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 didn't get a chance to watch his son graduate from karate school or something like that. Just like how Peter Banning didn't get a chance to see his son Jack uh, finish his uh, uh, baseball game or whatever. So it kind of reminded me of Hook a little bit, but Hook was a good movie. A movie that most people don't like, but Hood's Hook is a great movie. Uh, but yeah, so so let's just talk about the story. Let, 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 let's, let's hop into a little bit of the detail, shall we? All right. So I've again, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. And something I just realized for the first time after watching this movie is that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Howard, is a mattress salesman. I, did, I you know, I've I, again, I've seen this a bunch of times and it just never cared or thought about to look or what does this man do for 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 a living but if you look there's a couple of clues and a couple of things that they show of him selling mattresses to people it's like oh that's kind of interesting i had no idea it's the most boring job the most boring job in the world and like the entire office is having a party for, for god knows what i mean obviously it's christmas it's probably why they're having a party but it just seems more lively than i would imagine a mattress selling company to be yeah, I agree. I was thinking the exact same thing too because listen, I mean, I'm still in sales, and you know, listen, we're all I'm all about making that commission, right? But I wonder how much commission he gets. Like, what is his percentage from selling mattresses? Because I really don't know. I'm not in that business, you know, so I really don't know how well you do when you sell mattresses. Clearly, he does fairly well because he pays his own mortgage. Well, I'm, I'm assuming him, him and his wife, you know, his wife helps out as well, but. I mean, he's living very comfortably, so I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing he's doing very well. No? Yeah, my man had, like, the, the the top floor office. Maybe maybe he is in, like, wholesales where he's selling a large bulk of mattresses to different retailers. Maybe that's what he does. Because I feel like if he was only selling mattresses to, to normal consumers, how much money can you make off of that? Probably not much. And I don't know many people who buy their mattresses over the phone. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah. So Who does thinking, that? <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking he may be in like wholesale that he sells to, to, to various companies. So Ted, who was a next door neighbor and gave me some serious Ned Flanders vibes, but like to the next level, like Ned Flanders is a weird dude, but he's not like creepy. Creepy. He's just, yeah. he's just annoying and like awkward. Ted is like all those things. And you can tell he has a fascination for Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. 
and it's just really awkward. And he's and this, that, I think that's for me, that's what makes it funny. It's so cringy. And there's that one scene where like Arnold calls his own house and Ted picks up and he's like eating the cookies. And oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, put the cookie put down. Cookie down. <laughs> it's put just the like, cookie down. How do you not like that? It's such a great scene. <laughs> but yeah, that like their whole dynamic, even though you, you they don't square off very much in the film, if anything, like they don't really square off at all because it happens through other means. But that's a hilarious relationship. And there's a particular scene here where I think you and I will get behind. So there's a scene right where uh, Arnold, or I keep calling him Arnold, obviously his name, but he's a Howard in the film. Hey, look- we'll, call, we'll call him Arnold. I'm sorry. We'll call, we'll call him Arnold. So this is at this point, he is now scouring the city to find this Turbo Man doll. And but by the way, they do sell. You can actually buy a Turbo Man after that. That's, this is how how popular this movie was, and like how it became such a, like urban legend. Uh, was no like sorry, not urban legend, like a cult classic. Because cult classic, now, yeah. now they sell the doll from the film, and like when I was a kid, I wanted the Turbo Man doll, knowing full well it did not exist, not not a real toy. Wait, they really they really sell the Turbo Man doll like today? It is. It's expensive. It's super expensive because it's from drink. It's you know, it's they, they didn't make many of them, right? So it, they're expensive. They made these dolls during the making of the movie, or this was like the. You know, this, this was after. Like within three years ago. This was very oh, recently. Yeah, this is like okay. super recent. Yeah, we'll move on. So there's this one scene that I think you and I will gravitate very close to. So I'll start this off by saying, so you and I both met at, at we worked for retail. That was where I first met you. And we had this amazing manager, David. Oh, my boy, David. <laughs> I love that man. He was by far my favorite manager that we had at that retail establishment. Now, one of the reasons why I love this man so much was because he respected people's time. For me, that meant, you know, if the store doesn't open until nine, the doors stay closed until nine. And vice versa, if the door if the store closes at nine, then the door is closed at nine. And David was great at that. He would open the doors exactly when he, when the store opened and would close them exact would close them exactly when the store closed because he valued time. Now, the reason I bring this up, there's a scene of right where Arnold is looking for this Turbo Man doll. And he's waiting outside this toy store. And the two guys are hanging out at the front of the door. You know, they're just hanging out. And then Arnold goes to the front. And he's like, you know, can you guys open the doors? Or like, the guy points to his watch. He's like, because of two minutes? Because of two minutes, you're not going to open up the doors? I agree with those with those employees. I'm sorry. Yeah, same. It's like, I and like, you know, when I first saw this movie, I thought those guys were just like assholes. Just like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you guys open up the door so early? After working in retail, I'm like, I get it now. I absolutely <laughs> get it. Yeah, here, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because I completely agree with those, those associates. I'm sorry. What a good man. I, I miss him. He was he was by far my favorite manager that we had at that yeah, place. By a mile. By, he was by a mile. Yeah, for him. sure. Now, you know, moving on. So at this point, Arnold is scouring the city, looking for the Serpent Man doll, going to every store possible. It's really funny. And then he finds out there is a suddenly there's this one store that has a bunch of Turbo Man dolls. And, you know, he has to get there at a certain time. He, re- he figures out that they're actually doing a raffle. So there's a situation where you have all these parents lined up just like waiting to get this doll. And you have these two retail employees who have these buckets full of balls. And basically, you know, they'll pick out a ball from a bucket. And then whoever's ball lands, that's who gets to, tur- that's who gets to buy the Turbo Man doll. Now, not only does, he ha- does Arnold have to deal with that circus, but 
they just the, the the guy who's announcing all this stuff just goes and now it's doubled in price because of supply and demand i'm like that is the most american thing i've ever heard okay that was okay all right fine 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 even though I, I i still thought that whole sequence was horrible but that did make me chuckle i did go i did smirk a little bit i did laugh but i hated that whole you know the, the ball bouncing all over the place i thought it was so stupid i was like all right we get it i get it it's supposed to be slapstick but how much further are we gonna go here because this is getting so stupid and i couldn't take it anymore i mean that's just for me i, I thought it was just just simply idiotic I, and and then um the, the 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 mother started beating on arnold because uh it looked like he was about to like sexually assault her or something like that i was like oh my god am i watching a kids movie or not yeah so when i first watched this as a, as a child i didn't think very much about that scene i just thought it was really funny because you have all these moms hitting him because they think he's about to he's about to assault this kid now watching as an adult i see it very differently the first thing i thought was okay this man, the minute that that man went into the the jungle gym area, the mall police would have been right there. Like you, you would you would assume that he would have not made it too far in before he someone pulled him out. Was like, yo, you're gonna you're in a jail, but not that doesn't happen. He goes through the full gymnasium thing that that I've been think think about going to McDonald's as a kid and they had that like back door, you know. It was like Discovery set. Zone. Right, exactly, like Discovery Zone or like a Chuck E. Cheese. Same situation. So that he's going through all these things and finally lands in the ball pit. And at that this point, I'm like, all right, certainly someone sees this, this grown man in the ball pit. Someone's going to call the cops. No one does. The icing on the cake here is the mothers show up and they start hitting him with their bags and he eventually gets out of the ball pit and he leaves. And I'm just like, okay, well, Arnold's not, a, clearly he's not a, a, a child molester. But let's say he was. You just, you just let him go. <laughs> yeah. You just let him go. Like, this man just walked off scot-free. This is, it's so 90s. It's so 90s where this man gets out of the ball pit, just walks away with no repercussions whatsoever. He assaults retail staff in an earlier scene. Like, he picks him up and, like, he kind of, like, roughs him, roughs him up a little bit. Like, that would land him in prison. The fact that he... The, when he so when he hit the cop's motorcycle backing out, that would have cut, landed him in prison. The scene where like the bomb explodes first off, the security guard should have been dead. Let's be dead. That would have landed him in prison. So there are all these things, and I I mean I agree with you to the idea where it's not realistic. It's so out of this world where like all these things would never really happen. But that's why I love it because it's 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 a brief bit of fantasy in this crazy world. That I also just realized happens in Minneapolis. I don't mind when a movie gets a little bit ridiculous. Like, look at Home Alone. Like, obviously, the bad guys should have been dead in, like, within the first five minutes of them entering any of the booby traps. Even, especially in Home Alone 2, when uh, Kevin is throwing those bricks on top of a building. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with with the fantasy elements. I'm I'm completely okay with that. I just felt like none of them made me laugh. Like I always say this, like when it comes to comedy and horror, if you can make me laugh, then I'm okay with fantasy. I'm okay with with my disbelief. I I'm okay with if it's not reality. I'm I'm fine with that. But if it's not making me laugh, then there's a problem. So yeah, what do you th- let me ask you a question. So what did you think about Sinbad? Did he make you laugh? 
he had his moments, right? There's this one scene I think about where it's it go, going back to the raffle ball scene. At this point, Arnold Schwarzenegger managed, managed to get one ball. And it's, it's just, that whole fight is really funny. They play Christmas music, and it's really slow motion. Everyone's trying to reach for a ball. But so Arnold Schwarzenegger grabs a ball, and then Sinbad's character find, you know sees that, and he pretty much pepper sprays him in, in the eyes, steals the ball, tries to run away. And then Arnold's like, he has two, he got two. And everyone just like turns around. They start attacking Sinbad, who's, who's a mailman. And there's one part where Sinbad's on the ground and he's, and you know, for years, I didn't know what he, what he was saying. He's like, this is one scene where he's on the ground and he's like, but he and I, I i never understood what he was saying and then i had i had subtitles on i'm like all right now i'll, I'll understand finally after all these years and he's just he's yelling rodney king he's like rodney king rodney king apparently this movie is available on both hulu and disney plus so i had subtitles on and i i mean this is my first time watching this in a long time so i didn't i don't i never watched this movie that much so i i did kind of chuckle when he said rodney king i was like huh Ooh, you got to be careful with that, especially today's standards. Yeah, I don't think that scene would have passed today. There, you know, I, I don't think the movie holds up in terms of like the time that we're in at certain parts. I will tell you that my favorite scene, and I'll throw it over to you. Arnold gets he gets this tip that there's like Santa Claus and this elf have a, a Turbo Man doll. And they're basically just like scammers. They're like con men. And they end up going to this like makeshift warehouse where they're like packaging all these like illegal toys. And there's a whole fight that breaks out and we see the big show from WWE in the oh. movie. Yeah. He played the really big elf or the oh, really big him? Santa Claus. That's a big show. Oh, Paul White. I did not realize that. All right. Nice little Easter egg. Got a nice little cameo. I did not, I did not even notice that. Yeah. But that whole wow. scene, I, I just thought it was hilarious. And at the end when like the cops show up, and these cops are idiots. So, like, Arnold is, you know, kind of over a table. He's about to get caught. And then he sees his, like, toy badge in a bucket, grabs it, and, like, pretends to be a police officer to be able to, like, walk oh, out. Oh, that scene made me like, laugh. That scene yeah, made me laugh. It, it, it was so funny, but it was also really dumb. Because, like, all right, so these police are going to assume that he's right and, like, not check any credentials. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. That whole that whole sequence was hilarious. What was What was your favorite scene? My, my, you just mentioned it. My favorite scene is when Arnold picked up a uh, fake badge, and then he said, uh, "What what was what is the what is the character's name again?" Harold Langston, uh, Howard Langston, Howard, Howard, Howard Langston. That was, I thought that was funny when he found a random badge and then that had no no um um idea or anything like that. He goes Howard Langston, and he, he did it really fast, and they just fell for it. That scene did make me laugh. Okay, so I do have a few pros and cons I do want to address. So number one, what the the biggest pro of this whole entire film is by far the Christmas music. <laughs> the Christmas music was good. That's okay. That's one. Um I did. Oh, yes. I mentioned that Arnold pretended to be an undercover cop. That was hilarious. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was watching that whole scene with the parade and and him as Turbo Man. And while I thought it was cool, the first thing that I went through my mind was, okay, this is supposed to be an actor playing a superhero. They would never give the actor the actual suit that does all the things that, you know what I mean? Like, that's that would never happen. If you ever watch any, like, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or anything, like, whenever you used to see superheroes, even Power Rangers, honestly, on a, on a float, 
during the parade, they don't actually have the powers or the abilities that the superheroes in the show have. So it was really weird to me to see him like use a jetpack. I'm like, bro, they would never give you a jetpack. Oh, they would never. never give you a jetpack. Never, never. And, I, and that that's another reason why that that third act was horrifying. Just I thought it was so stupid. And and that's the thing. It was it was funny when Jake Lloyd was like, Turbo Man, use your bangerang well not bangerang uh use your batarang that, that that's batman uh he was like oh turbo man use your just, just say just say boomerang it's fine use your boomerang or whatever use your so-and-so use your this and i'm like really like and then arnold just figures it out oh i just gotta touch this button and then then my abilities will work i thought that was really really stupid and then of course sinbad is going to dress up as the villain the green brain or whatever his name was i don't know i thought that was really really idiotic. the mentor that's what his name that's his name was the mentor mentor and i feel so bad about that pink uh what was that the, who's like a pink bear who's like he had a hunchback booster oh, uh booster booster it was so good <laughs> and i thought he's like a booster's a joke throughout the entire film because almost oh, every scene when they're in a toy store they're like oh we have booster because no one wants booster nobody wants and, booster and then at the end booster gets like kicked off of the float and then all the kids start beating him up because no one really likes that psychic at all that's so sad poor booster I'm, i was actually rooting for booster and you know it's funny when i'm throughout the movie obviously there's no turbo man dolls in any department store but i noticed i'm like wait a minute that looks like a turbo oh nope that, that's not a turbo man doll that's actually booster never mind i was just like damn like nobody wants to give there's no justice for booster i'm gonna start a hashtag justice for booster from jingle all the way and it's really funny because it's very rare like i, I feel like nowadays kids want the whole set they don't just want the main hero like they want batman they want robin you know they want batgirl um there's this one thing that pops out at me and i thought it was also really funny so uh, Arnold is uh, about to walk into his house and then remembers that his next door neighbor bought his kid a Turbo Man doll and it's like in the house in under the tree. So Arnold like breaks into this neighbor's house, grabs the doll in the attempt to leave and then realizes, oh, this is wrong. I should probably put this back. And then this whole sequence of events happens where, you know, earlier in the film, we learned that Ned, sorry, Ned, uh, is this no it's uh no ted wow played by full hartman he yeah he bought his son a reindeer so his reindeer is now in in their backyard and we see the reindeer sees schwarzenegger and then the reindeer like runs after schwarzenegger this whole thing and then the best part of this sequence is when the uh the the, the plastic head catches on fire and then arnold like kicks it out the window and it scares the carolers my by far one of the funniest scenes in the movie uh, yuck, 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 bunch of garbage. Uh, you know, you know, if you feel that way about this one, I cannot wait to hear your your your, your opinion on the second half. Oh, uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it's going to be good. But until we get there, we're going to take a quick break and hear for a quick word from our sponsors. But keep it locked here on the Reboot Rewind. And welcome back to the Reboot Rewinds. We just spent the first half of the show talking about the original Jingle All the Way that came out in 1996. And now we're going to move on to Jingle All the Way 2 that came out in 2014. Now, both of these are available on Disney Plus for any of you who are interested in watching them. Uh, but as usual, I will go through movie facts and I'll throw it over to Jordan for the story. Jingle All the Way 2 came out in 2014. It was directed by Alex Sam, produced by Alan C. Blomquist, Michael J. Luzzi, Vicky Southern, and J.P. Williams. 
It was written by Stephen Mazur and it was distributed by WWE Studios and 20th Century Fox Home Entertainment. That should tell you all you need to know, guys. The movie stars Larry the Cable Guy as Larry Phillips, Brian Stepanek as Victor Baxter, Santina Morella as Claude, and Kennedy Clements as Noel. Now, Jordan, let's go over to you for the story. Larry Phillips consistently tries to compete with his ex-wife's current husband, Victor. Victor is a successful businessman and he also tries to compete with Larry because he wants to have a good relationship with Larry's daughter, Noel. Larry tries to find out what Noel wants for Christmas. He reads a letter she wrote to Santa Claus that is phonetically written. Larry is on a mission. He believes she wants a Harrison talking teddy bear. The only problem is he is having a difficult time finding the gift all over town. Okay, now this film came out in 2014. I've known of its existence since it came out, and I've always just avoided watching this movie because like, I didn't want to ruin the greatness that was the original Jingle All the Way for most of us, Jordan. But I am super curious. What did you think about Jingle All the Way 2? <laughs> why is this movie considered a sequel? I have no idea why, because this movie has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the original film. Jingle All the Way 2 is a movie that I think is light years better than that garbage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> How dare you? I was surprised. I didn't hate it. It was okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to despise this movie with a passion. But when I was watching, I was like, this is not terrible. I was kind of in shock because... I was ready to rip this movie apart. I was like, oh, and, and that's the thing too. I also knew about this movie. I, I, I've heard about it, that it went directly straight to DVD or video, you know, home video because this movie came out a little while ago in 2014. You know, Larry the Cable Guy is, he's a comedian who I've, I've never really watched. I've, I've heard of him. I think he was on that show called Blue Collar or Blue Collar TV or something like that. The only thing I saw him do was provide the voice of Mater from that not so good cars movie that i'm i just don't get the hype i know a lot of people like cars but i think cars is not good but yeah uh this was okay i was i was pleasantly surprised by it because i was i was ready to to, to rip it apart but it was act it, it actually had more of a touching like moral throughout this whole movie i was i was surprised um larry the cable guy was being larry the cable guy he wasn't annoying. I felt like the villains of the movie, their the motives made sense. The little girl was cute. She was a sweet little girl. Um, it it wasn't that funny, but it wasn't as offensive as I thought because the first one's very ludicrous and very stupid. I was expecting this movie to up the ante, and it didn't. When the movie was over, I was like, you know what? That was okay. I know you're probably sh in shock hear me say that i thought the sequel i thought it was all right uh not bad not great but it wasn't that bad chris what about for you what are your thoughts on jingle all the way to i'm disgusted <laughs> at you right now like what is, what is wrong with you okay let's let's uh... let's let's rewind for a second so you said this is better than the original 
Oh yeah, the original sucked, dude. It's awful. I uh, listen. I love Arnold more than Larry the Cable Guy, but the new one is better. I can't believe I'm saying that. I don't. I don't know where your bar is, my friend, but it's so low. I I I can just step right over it. <sighs> let Let me just start by giving my opinion of the movie. So okay, I didn't hate this, right? I I it's it was it's the first no. It's a weird thing. It was it's the first movie that I've reviewed or we've I've watched for the show. And not had a favorable or an unfavorable opinion about. For me, the movie just exists. Like, I watched it. There were no moments where I'm just like, oh, that was really funny. But there are no moments that made me say, oh, that was terrible. Like, it just exists for me. Which, you know, isn't... A, it, it's not, you know, a compliment. But it's also not meant to be disrespectful. I feel like there is an audience for for people who... For a movie like this that's out there. The fact that it's WWE Studios and Straight to Home Entertainment should tell you all you need to know about, you know, how good this movie is. Because if, if it was good, it would have been in theaters, and it wasn't. So it went straight, straight to, straight to DVD, straight to video. Now I know there, I know there are some ex- some exceptions to that rule. I know that's not always the case. I realize that, but I, I disagree. I, this movie was not better than the original. <laughs> but for me, I, I can't say that it was good or bad. It just exists for me. I, I don't, I don't know how to, how to, uh, how to explain it. This is something that you normally see in movies. So whenever a couple breaks up, especially a married couple, when the wife ends up with a new guy. They always portray the new guy as the perfect person. And the kid ends up easily building a great bond, right? Usually when like when it's like a stepdad and, and that, that becomes in, you know involved in the child's life. Here they do that, but they show you this from the stepdad's perspective. Like in the beginning of the movie, you know, the, the the stepfather is very jealous of Larry the Cable Guy. He's like, damn, I really wanna be. I want to be on his level. I want I want to be not the favorite, but I want to be appreciated like how the little girl appreciates her biological father. And in reverse, Larry also feels the same way. And I thought that was pretty, pretty cool because you don't normally see that in movies. Normally, when the husband and the wife don't work out and then the wife finds a new man... You know, the new man is always, a, he's either like a very successful jerk and he's always depicted as the bad guy throughout the whole movie. But here it's just a little bit different. You know, here it's a little bit different. And I like that little twist. And I was surprised near the end. I was like, oh, it, you know, the puppet master was the stepfather. I thought that was actually pretty effective. And I know you're probably like, oh, this movie. Yeah, this movie did. It didn't, wasn't great. But that little that little plot detail really worked in its favor for a movie like this. And even in the end of the movie, when you find out, cause I knew something was, was up with the whole letter. Well, you know, let's actually discuss like, let's go back and, and discuss like the overall, like, like plot points, because I, I, I really, really liked that dynamic between the characters. When we have the, the stepfather is jealous of Larry, the cable guy and lighter cable guy is jealous of the stepfather. That was great. Not, I mean, still a, not that that great of a movie, but that whole that that was a significant win for this movie. Even though this was a direct to DVD, you know, Walmart dollar ninety nine, whatever you want to call it, uh, type of movie. Yeah. I, so when I saw who Larry's character was married to originally, I was like, no way. 
I was like, and and the, the thing with Larry the Cable Guy, he's the same in no matter what, what movie he's in. Even in Cars, his character is pretty much Larry the Cable Guy. Every movie he's in that I can think of, he is he plays that he's the same person in every movie. Even his name's Larry for God's sake in this film. But then I saw the mom. I'm like, I I don't see it. Like I just I just don't get it because it's just there. And obviously they got divorced, so something wasn't working. But I, I think that if this movie was if the if it was led by someone else, maybe I'd feel different. I think because it's Larry the Cable Guy that like it just he just doesn't do it for me, and. I feel like they just like threw him in there, but they didn't really. It wasn't uh, a special character. Now I'm just have, I'm having difficulty explaining this because it's one of those things where like I, I just don't think he was cast properly, or I don't think they cast this role properly. I think someone else would have been would have been better to have, you know, in this role as as Larry Phillips or whatever they want to call him. See, that's the thing. I felt the same way in the beginning. I did feel that way because I was like, okay, this is just Larry the Cable Guy being Larry the Cable Guy, right? And what else could you do with Larry the Cable Guy? But listen, maybe him being him, what that was probably one of the reasons why him and his wife didn't work out because he really wasn't the most successful guy in the world, but he was still a good father. And that's what I liked. Even though it didn't work out with him and his wife, I thought it was pretty cool that his daughter still loved him. She still wanted to have a ongoing relationship with him. So in the beginning of the movie, well, I guess like the, yeah, like the first half of the film, there's a letter that Larry the Cable Guy's daughter writes to Santa, and the the letter write uh and the letter says, "For Christmas, I want my family to get." Hera's one or Hera'son or something like that or Harrison. And I was like, something is off about that. But what is that? What is Harrison? Like, I didn't get it. And then Larry the Cable Guy goes to a toy store and then he shows the employee the letter. He's like, hey, I don't know what my daughter wrote here. Obviously, her writing is not that great. Wait a minute. She's supposed to be eight years old? Yeah, that's why it's a little weird to me because, like, she wrote this letter, but she put words in the wrong places so she she basically created new words you because she put spaces in the wrong places which is how this this basically the whole the plot of this whole movie is larry read the read the letter wrong and thought that she wanted a doll the entire time and that's the whole plot of the movie he read the letter wrong and he tries to find this doll that's it even in the end when you find out what the letter really said she just wanted her family to be one or together as one is what what is what what it was supposed to say i mean that was pretty touching that worked for me and i listen i'm going into this movie expecting worse much worse because i already hate the first movie i thought the first movie was terrible i'm like this this movie can't get any worse like i'm i'm going into this movie expecting this movie to suck big time and then i'm like oh it's not that bad it was actually kind of kind of good sort of when I say good, like, it's just, it's okay. I know you're looking at me like, dude, what are you smoking? I'm not going to act like I'm going to watch this movie again for every Christmas. No, of course not. Unpopular opinion. This was better than the one with Arnold, and I can't believe I'm saying that. But again, I mean, the, the plot is Larry the Cable Guy misreads a letter and then spends the entire movie looking for a bear. And that's the other thing. I, th- I think something that, for me, makes it almost impossible to do the, to make this movie and make it work is the internet 
because this movie came out in 2014. Today, I can go on Amazon, order something, and it'll be in my my apartment today, <laughs> right? And even and and back and even back then, Prime had a same day option. Now I, I get it. The man lives out in the in the boonies, very different situation. But I think the fact that the internet exists makes this movie difficult to believe. I I, I thought the same thing. I thought to myself, damn, since Larry is so desperate. Why didn't he go to Amazon.com? But then we wouldn't have a movie. So, so it's it's kind of similar with Home. What's wrong with that? I feel like that would that would have been fine. Not, <laughs> not to have this movie be a thing. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. No, but I thought the same thing. Even when we review the new Home Alone movie, how old was this kid? He's supposed to be what 10, 11 years old, and he doesn't have a cell phone. I mean, I, I, it was sort of the same thing. So. Ah, this movie was harmless for 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 a straight to DVD, straight to video type of film. It wasn't as atrocious as I thought it was, and I'm and I think you sort of have the same opinion as me. It's just I like the movie more than you do. You don't have much of an opinion on it. You're more like, eh, it's just it exists. It's just there. It's not a movie you want to ever revisit. I mean, I don't see myself revisiting this movie again. But once I have kids, I don't think I'll you know i don't i don't think i will hesitate to show him this movie because it was okay i i I was pleasantly surprised that i didn't despise it like how much i despise the original yeah that's child abuse but you know we'll move on so in the in the original version or i should just say jingle jingle all the way one there's a scene where arnold is in the warehouse is the whole santa fight and they sort of recreate that in the in this version too not as not as not as epic in my opinion but, but essentially uh, you have the main character Larry walks with walks into a warehouse, a very dark warehouse, with his friend who's played by Santino Morella, who is a WWE superstar, and they meet with this like hooded figure who's able who's able to like get them one of these dolls. Ends up being the the toy store retail employee uh, who we've we've seen throughout the entire film. But I was just like, oh, this is this is their version of the warehouse fight. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was a little confused why that random guy kept buying all those Harrison bears throughout the movie. I was like, why is he doing this? Like, what is he getting out of it? And then, spoiler alert, Victor. Yeah, he was like the puppet master. He sent him. He sent that guy to go throughout the town and buy all the Harrison bears so Larry the Cable Guy won't buy for his daughter. That's the one thing I thought they explained pretty well in the beginning. Like I, like I kind of knew that before that part even started because like he does call the weirdo who's going around buying dolls and it's just like oh yes yes he yes. did yes so like he did tell him like he didn't specifically say to do that but once I saw what was happening it's like okay he definitely asked him to buy up all the dolls so that Larry can't find one I mean that's I mean as as idiotic as that sounds and I mean let's not act like the first one wasn't idiotic because it was as idiotic as it sounds that's eh, fine. It's it's harmless. It's it's not that. It's 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 not as painful as I thought it was going to be. And I thought it was going to be painful. I couldn't. I, in the beginning, I was like, "Oh my god, this is going to be a a rough two hours or how whatever how long this movie was like an hour and a half." I thought it was going to be a rough hour and a half, and surprisingly, it was not. Yeah, that was the first thing I checked too to see how long the movie was. I go, "Michael, thank God it's only an hour and a half." I was like, "Please don't, don't let this be two hours long." There's still time uh, out of our lives, even though we have to watch these movies for the podcast. So, but even so, I'm like, "Oh my God, it's two hours, great!" But then here, I was like, "Okay, hour and a half, I can do that. I, I, I think I can manage. I think I can manage." 
Yeah, for those of you listening out there thinking, oh, it's so glamorous to have a podcast, it has its downsides. Like watching movies like this, I would consider a downside. <laughs> and it's, this, is, this is not the way I wanted to spend my holiday break, but here we are. No, no, definitely not. And But I am glad that I ended up at least semi-enjoying one of the Jingle All The Way movies. And I still don't get why they would call this movie a sequel, because it's not. It's a reboot or remake or whatever. It has nothing to do with the original film. I mean, this movie this doesn't even have to be called Jingle All the Way. They could have called it any other Christmas phrase. They could have called it Deck the Halls. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, like, really? Like, the, what does the title mean? That doesn't mean It doesn't mean anything. There, there was a rumor going around. So after the success of the first film, there was a rumor going around that Arnold Schwarzenegger would, would, would reprise his role. But this time, make it so that he actually was Turbo Man in the movie. Like, really? he becomes Turbo Man because... It's not like he needs superpowers. He has a suit, and the, the suit does all the really all the work. That's true. But that was quickly squashed, and I think that was a good choice. Now, did you have a favorite scene? Uh, oh, good question. Favorite scene, favorite scene. Uh, I don't think I really had a favorite scene in this movie. Not really. What about for you? Neither did I, so we'll move on. Now, <laughs> do you think the reboot holds up? You know what? Sure. Yeah, why not? I, I, I mean, this movie came out, what, 2014? Yeah. I, I think it does. It's 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 I, I think I once I have kids, once Dilly and I have children, I think I'll show them God, do I want to show them that awful original movie? What are you talking about? Oh god, it's awful. I know a lot of people are gonna be mad at me because I, I don't like Jiggle All the Way. I, I guess I'll show them because I, I thought it was quite charming for for a, a, a movie that I had no no hopes for, and uh, it was it was it's it surprised me that I quite enjoyed it. Uh, what about for you, Chris? Does this remake or sequel hold up? Nope, not at all. Uh, I that's not a difficult question for me. So I'm not I'm not, I'm not even going to elaborate because no, it is not. Now we have reached the end of season four, and that means we're going to take a few weeks off. You know spend some time with our families. They usually they keep us in the studio all the time. So we need to go out and get some fresh air. And, you know, we will be back in a few weeks with season five. And we're starting off with Scarface. Now, I am excited for this because I have not seen either the Scar, like I've not seen any of the Scarfaces at all. And I know pe- pe- people look at me like I'm crazy. And I understand it's one of those movies where like you, you, you have to watch it. So I'm finally going to do that. I'm excited to watch these movies. You know, I've heard nothing but good things about the remake. So we'll see. We'll see uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, man, I cannot wait. I've seen both of them. A lot of people do not know that Scarface is the remake. I know a lot of people are so uh, used to the Al Pacino iteration of Scarface. But there is a movie that came out, I believe, in 1933. Two, I think that was the year it came out. And I cannot wait to talk about both of these movies, Chris. Same. Uh, but until then, we ask you guys to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram. We have website, RebootRewindPodcast.com. There's also a link on there. You feel so generous to support the show. We greatly appreciate it. But until then, we wish everyone a happy new year, a happy holiday season. We wish you a great 2022. And we will see you back here in a few weeks on the Reboot Rewind. Take care, you guys. Happy New Year. You've been listening to the Reboot Rewind podcast. To get in touch or suggest a reboot, send us an email at info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. That's info at rebootrewindpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.